Can you describe what we are doing right now, where we are? Yeah, so we are in the heart of Nashville in Tennessee, and we're in the Music Center, um, which is where Actual's 2017 conference is. And right now we're going up all the escalators to get to the Grand Ballroom, which is where our keynote speaker and opening session is. Um, Bill Weir is our keynote. He's a famous journalist. We'll be talking about cultures around the world. He's written articles about different cultures, and he's traveled for it. You know, while you two were enjoying yourself in uh, Bill Weir's uh, opening session, I was stuck in the uh, recording booth uh, by myself, kind of lonely. Sorry about that, but we had a lot of fun <laughs> listening to Dessa Dawson speak to former students and teachers and uh, some music celebrities who played for us and Bill Weir. Yeah, you're, not make, time. you're not making me feel any better. Uh, well, you had important work to do preparing your mind for tough interviews. I did, yeah. Okay, you that's had some right. time for yourself, Steve. <laughs> yeah, five minutes. Okay. <laughs> well, well, you know, through the magic of technology, it sounds like we're in the same room, uh, kidding with each other. But the fact is, we're we're back in our own homes now, right? Becky, you're in Boston. Fernando, you're back in Guadalajara, Mexico. That's right. I'm here. And uh, I'm in Delray Beach, uh, Florida. But just a few hours ago, we were hugging for selfies in our recording booth in Nashville, America's Music City. And uh, well, we didn't hear all that much music in Nashville, but we did hear a lot of music of America's language teachers, their voices speaking in so many different languages. And I want to thank ACTFUL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages, for the cool glass booth that they built for us. That was... Uh, very useful and a lot of fun. So we asked dozens of teachers tough questions, such as why bother learning another language? The whole world speaks English. Or why bother? Technology will make language learning obsolete. And do you think America is doomed to remain a majority monolingual nation? And wow, did we get answers and stories and lots of laughs. And, and I gotta say, some tears. Yeah, and when we asked about the grandparent tragedy, what we call it when grandparents can't speak to their grandchildren. That's where we got some tears, and we'll be doing an episode just on that, but we'll be hearing from uh, lots of those teachers in future episodes. But in this conference post-game show, we'll have just two interviews to share, but they're pretty special ones. But let's introduce the show first. Welcome to America the Bilingual a podcast for people creating the bilingual movement in America. So, Fernando and Becky, let me ask you, was it a little weird that Actful asked Bill Weir to be their keynote speaker? I mean, he's a well-known journalist on CNN, host of the show Wonder List, but uh, after all, Bill Weir is a monolingual. Yeah, and here's how he introduced himself during his speech. Ah, I hated conjugation, I hated vocabulary, and when I'm here for, with you, all of you beautiful people today, I'm looking for atonement. I want to make up for that. <laughs> I want to tell you how much you are all respected and loved. Uh, congratulations to Jing, the winner of the Teacher of the Year. I was back there with a big hand for their Teacher of the Year. Bill was talking about Ying Jin, a Chinese teacher who had just won National Language Teacher of the Year. I was back there sharing the green room, and they were reaching for the Kleenexes as she hinted that there was going to be some student gratitude uh, as a surprise. 
and just proof that all of you are in this for such the right reasons uh, at such a vital time, I think, in human history. And I, if I could go back in time, if I could build a time machine or, or reach through a portal uh, and grab my high school or college self by the neck when I was being such an obstinate uh, brat about language studies and tell them, you're gonna need this. You're gonna need this language. And they send you to Chile to do live coverage of miners trapped in a mine they're pulling out. Or, or when they send you to Puerto Rico uh, to cover Hurricane Maria. Uh, or any other places uh, around the world that I've been lucky enough to visit. He showed photos from his travels from all over the world and what he discovered about human happiness. And thanks to you pulling some strings, Becky, I was able to sit down with Bill for a few minutes after his speech. We were in a busy trade show hall where he was about to sign autographs. I'd like to hear about your, um, what you discover about languages in your, in your travel. Uh, every time the seatbelt sign goes off in some country I've never seen before. I wish I could travel back in time and punch my teenage self in the face for not paying attention. <laughs> I was one of those horrible language students who didn't figure I would ever need it, but wow do I need it now. And so I look for translators, fixers, that can both educate me and then open those doors to discovery. It matters so much as a storyteller. What do you say to Americans who say, well, why learn another language? The whole world speaks English. I suppose I'd use a, a food metaphor. If you want to eat a hamburger every day for the rest of your life, <laughs> go for it. But man, are you missing out on the richness at every level. I just gave a talk about the secrets of health and happiness I found from Bhutan to Ikaria, Greece, to Vanuatu in the South Pacific. If I could somehow share my passport and my expense account with every American and just say, pick 10 countries, go wherever you want, I think we'd have a much different foreign policy, a much different sense of ourselves as Americans, where we came from, how we fit together, what an impossible experiment we are. And what would you say to aspiring journalists in terms of language learning? Oh, languages, yes. It should be a basic requirement for anybody who wants to do international journalism, for sure. Yes, I mean, I, I pick my teams based on bilingual or not. And Steve, I was so happy that we were able to steal Ying Jin for a few minutes, too. Becky, what is Teacher of the Year? What do they do and how are they chosen? The Teacher of the Year is a huge honor because it's very competitive, but really important because they serve as an advocate for us. Are they sort of uh, America's language ambassador? They are, to different regions and to our government. Hi, this is Ying, and I'm a Chinese teacher at Fremont Union High School District located in Cupertino, California. I'm very honored to be awarded uh, Actful National Teacher of the Year for 2018. Now, what, congratulations on that, that award, and I know it's out of thousands and thousands of American language teachers. It's quite an honor. I understand that you have advocacy responsibilities. Describe that. More than 65 million Americans speak a language other than English at home. That's a good number, but it's only 20% of our population. So I really feel like every American should be proficient in English and at least one other world language. That's really what I want to tell our society. Learning a language is beautiful. Understanding another culture is beautiful. And I know we're behind compared with a lot of other countries, 
but you know, let's do it. We can. We should work together to um, really helping American kids to be 21st century ready. So you would like to see all kids be bilingual? I would say so because I mean. I think learning a language is really like opening a door to the outside world. I remember, you know, many years ago, my sister was in the States, I was in China, it took us one month to communicate. I wrote a letter, she got it, she wrote me back immediately, one month. But now, just like one click, you can get connected to people living in other countries. So the world is becoming smaller and we need to be ready to communicate with the outside world. And language is definitely the bridge. What do you say to Americans that say, why bother learning another language? The whole world speaks English. I don't agree on that. (laughs) Well, I do know, you know, I'm from China, and I know in China, kids start to learn English since elementary school. Let me put it this way. If you don't understand Chinese, and you go to China, you have a business meeting, and you need to talk with your colleagues, and while all the Chinese people sitting around understand what you guys are talking about, but you might not understand what they are talking about in Chinese. I mean, it might, be, might not be the best scenario. People need to understand each other. It should not be one-way, one-way traffic. How do uh, Chinese nationals respond when an American comes and can speak Mandarin? Oh, my God. They love you. <laughs> What are you looking forward to in your role in the coming year? I'm a little scared and I'm definitely excited. Not just that I'm the first Chinese language teacher of the year, but rather I'm going to represent all languages and help people, more people to understand the importance of learning languages and cultures. Can we still be cohesive as a nation, everyone speaking English? and add on to that other languages? Why not? Why not? I love English, and definitely we want people to be proficient in English, no doubt about that. But why don't we have an add-on? You know, learning another language. So, like what I said, open you another door, and you know, the outside world is beautiful too. Sounds like we've got a marvelous language ambassador for 2018, Becky. I'm especially proud for Ying to be the first Mandarin language teacher of the year. I really did love recording all those teachers at the conference. They're so full of passion and optimism. It's contagious. And they use their voices to give voice to others. And lots of different voices. In upcoming episodes, we'll hear from some of them, teachers of German, Arabic, Hebrew, and even Latin and Zulu. And I'm looking forward to it. Let's roll the credits. America the Bilingual is part of the Lead with Languages campaign of ACTFUL, the American Council on the Teaching of Foreign Languages. This episode was written by me, Steve Levine, our producer, Fernando Hernandez, who also does our cool sound design and mixing, and our Francophile French teacher and associate producer, Becky Rankin. 
Check out the rest of our cast at americathebilingual.com, including our brand and editorial director, Mim Harrison, editorial consultant, Maya Thomas, director of design, Carlos Plaza, and finally, last and least, our barklingual mascot, Chet. Special thanks to Marty Abbott, Michelle Van Gelder, and Aaron Welcher of the Lead with Languages campaign, as as well as all the teachers and administrators who came by to be interviewed. We'll hear their voices in future episodes. Fernando, we've got some extra music credits for this episode. Yep, that's right. Music in this episode with a Creative Commons attribution share alike license by Hank. Kevin McLeod, Mystery Momo, and Jason Shaw. As always, visit americathebilingual.com for photos and background material relating to this episode. Bill Weir loves language teachers and wishes he had listened to them. If you like what you hear, please share with your friends and help us spread bilingualism across America. Thanks for listening. For America the Bilingual, this is Steve Levine. 